Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Welcome to Lift Up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. We are here every weekday at this time to share the good news of Jesus and to lift up His name to this city. No matter if you are listening right now from your car or at home or in your place of work, we believe that today's sermon from Pastor Dudley will be a blessing to everyone. So if you can, get out your Bibles and let's join Pastor Dudley right now with his message. It's not passive acceptance. And he's just going to wait around until the inevitable happens. No. Jesus didn't bury his head in the sand and wait for Judas the betrayer to come. Instead, he steps towards his betrayer. He makes a choice to follow his father's will. He's willing to sacrifice his life. And he says, rise, let's go. It's time. Now the first half of verse 47, while he was saying these words, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. Oh, listen, listen, listen. At this moment in the story, Judas is still one of the twelve. He's still one of the chosen. And as I read this, I see it as though God is saying, Judas, it's still not too late to change your mind. You're still one of, at this point of the story, the Bible says it clearly, you're still one of the twelve. Before the kiss, before the arrest, before the betrayal, Judas, it's not too late. It says you're still one of the twelve. And I say to some of you today, you are, some of you are this close. You're this close to turning your back on Jesus. Some of you are this clear. You're an eyelash away from betraying Jesus. You got something on your schedule right now this week that you know, in a sense, is betraying Jesus. And I say to you, it's not too late. You're still able to do the right thing if only you're willing to do the right thing. Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. Now notice the rest of verse 47. With him, along with Judas, was a... I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but the Bible says there's a large, a large crowd. And they're armed with swords and clubs sent from the chief priests, the elders of the people. And this is ironic, considering Jesus and the disciples were law-abiding people. They had never raised a sword against anybody. In fact, Jesus had actually taught the disciples, if somebody strikes you on one side of the face, turn and let them strike you on the other side. But now, here's a troop of Roman soldiers. Could have been as many as 600 soldiers, plus some religious leaders and some curious onlookers. It could have been as many as 1,000 people come to arrest Jesus. 
And verse 48 says, now the betrayer, Judas, had arranged a signal. He said that the one that I kiss is the man. Arrest him. Now you have to remember there's no such thing as electricity back in those days. In that garden full of those olive trees, it's dark in there. And so he says, the one that I kiss, it's a signal, that's the one you're to arrest. And going at once in verse 49 to Jesus, Judas said, greetings, rabbi, and kissed him. Now there's so much to say here, I I really don't know where to begin, but let's start here. Judas, prompted by the devil, had agreed, write this down, to betray Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Back in those days, 30 pieces of silver were worth about $16. In today's money, that's like $5,000. That's not bad money. Now, in case you don't know, you can't retire with $5,000. It's not like he won the lottery. Like he's set for life because he betrayed Jesus. No, he, this, is about, this is about a month's worth of salary. And if I could talk to Judas, I'd like to ask him this question. Judas, was it worth it? Was it worth a month's salary to betray the son of the living God? Now, back in those days, they kissed, everybody kissed everybody. Well, we don't do that today. And, and they had several ways to kiss. One is when a slave would get down in front of his master and literally kiss the feet of his master. If it was someone kind of important, they, they would kiss, this is the second kind, they, they would kiss the back of your hand. You'd come in, you'd put your hand on it, they'd kiss the back of your hand. But if you were close, and you love this person, while you would gather your arms and you would kiss them on the side of the cheek, that is still practiced in some cultures today. Not in America, but in some cultures. In America, we have different levels of greeting. One is, you know, you give a fist bump or a high five or shake their hand. This is pre-COVID. <laughs> Two, you know, you, you like someone, it's an acquaintance, you give them what's called a side hug. That, that's, that's more endearing than just fist bump. You walk up and give them a side hug. But the third kind of greeting is a bear hug. You haven't seen your buddy in long, some of your family comes up, you just give them a big old bear hug. Ugh. Now I want to ask you a question. When Judas kissed Jesus, you think he got down and kissed his feet like a slave? You think he went over to Jesus and picked his hand up and kissed him once on the back of the hand? Or do you think that he came up to Jesus and put his arms around him and kissed him on the side of the cheek? He brazenly walks up. And I want you to write this down to add insult to injury. That phrase in the Bible, the literal translation, you don't get it here in English, but the literal translation is, he smothered Jesus with kisses. Why, it's the same phrase that the father, when he kissed the prodigal son when the boy had come home, 
You remember that story? The boy that had gone into a distant land and finally came to his senses and came home. And his dad had been out there on that doorstep every day waiting for his son. And the Bible says when he saw his son returning a long ways away, that the father runs out to his son because my son, which was lost, is now found. You remember that story? Do you think when the father ran out to that boy who'd finally come home, he gave him a little kiss on the side of the cheek? Or do you think that father grabbed that boy and kissed him again and again and again? That's what he did. And in that same way, in that same way, stay with me, that's the way Judas kissed Jesus. And all of it shows it's a tragedy. This is all a tragedy of someone who's here today. You're just like Judas. You look like a disciple. You talk like a disciple. You see what God is doing. You can sense and feel the transformation of lives through the power of God's gospel. You're listening to the sermons. You read the words of Jesus. You understand something of the power of God, yet you've never fully surrendered to Jesus. Adrian Rogers said this, one of the most powerful quotes I've ever heard in my life. Pay attention. He said, Jesus or Judas kissed the door of heaven. He kissed the door of heaven and never got in. We all know how this story ends. Jesus is arrested and Judas hangs himself. But at this point of the story, he's still an insider. He's up close. He's he's walked with Jesus for three years. He witnessed all the miracles. He saw Jesus walk on water. He knows that, that Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. He saw Jesus give sight to the blind. He'd actually heard Jesus say the words in John 10 verse 9, I am the gate. I am the doorway to heaven. And yet here in the Garden of Gethsemane, Judas, he walks up to the door of heaven. He touches the door of heaven. He kisses the door of heaven again and again and again. But at the end of the day, he rejects the door of heaven. And he's eternally lost. Oh, listen to me. I've been here at this church a long, long time. I've seen all kinds of people walk in and out of here. I've seen many people kiss the door of heaven. Why, some of you kissed the door of heaven today while you worshiped. Some of you here today, you kissed the door of heaven when you took communion. Some of you Kiss the door of heaven this very moment while you're listening and taking notes. You're kissing the door of heaven, but it's not enough to kiss the door. You've got to walk through that door. Now this next part's the sad part. Judas is full of remorse, but he never repents. I want to show you what Matthew says in Matthew chapter 27. Here's how Matthew records this moment. Early in the morning. Everybody say early in the morning. All the chief priests. And see, they've already betrayed. They've already handed Jesus over. Judas didn't know that they were going to kill him. But the Bible says early in the morning, all the chief priests and the elders of the people, they came to the decision 
to put Jesus to death. They bound him and they led him away and they handed him over to Pilate. Verse 3, when Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was seized with remorse. And some of you don't know this. He actually tried to return the 30 silver coins to the chief priests and to the elders. And he said these words in verse 4, I have sinned, he said, for I have betrayed innocent blood. And the elders said, what is that to us? That's your responsibility. So Judas threw the money into the temple and left. And then he went away and hanged himself. You say, well, didn't he repent right there where he said, I have sinned? Listen, there's a difference between remorse and repentance. Remorse is when you feel bad for something that you've done that you shouldn't have done. God put that in all of us. Repentance is not just feeling sorry for yourself that you did something wrong. Repentance is where, yes, you acknowledge that you did wrong, but then you turn to God and you say to God, you say, God, I have sinned, I'm sorry. Judas never went to God. Judas went back to those religious leaders and apologized. Religious leaders can't forgive you of your sins. Only Jesus can forgive a man of his sins. Why? He should have gone back to Jesus and fallen at Jesus' feet and said, Jesus, I'm sorry I've sinned. And had he done that, lay it, listen. Jesus would have forgiven him. He would have. I want you to hear this. Even at this point, before he puts his head in the hole of that rope, it wasn't too late for him to turn back to God and say, God, I'm sorry for the rest of my life. I'm going to serve you. I said all that to say this in point number four. Jesus never stopped loving Judas. And he never, ever will stop loving you. I want you to write your name in those notes. Don't write your name down. Don't write your name. <laughs> and don't write you. Whatever your name is, I want you to put your name in that slot. In spite of being betrayed, and this is old, you've got to get this. And, 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 and oh, you've, you've, you've missed... You're, you're missing the main point of the sermon. In spite of being betrayed by someone in his inner circle, Jesus never, ever, ever, ever stopped loving Judas. I, I want you to go with me back to that garden. When Judas comes and gives Jesus all those kisses. Go, go back to verse 49. You, you've got to see this. You, you've got to see what the Bible says. 
going at once to Jesus. Judas said, greetings, Rabbi, and smothered him with kisses. And Jesus responds with these words. Friend, do what you came for. And the men stepped forward and seized Jesus and arrested him. Oh, after all that Judas had done, betraying Jesus for 30 pieces of silver, scheming behind Jesus' back with the religious authorities, giving the devil a foothold into his own life, rejecting every opportunity that Jesus had given him to come clean. Jesus pouring three years of his life into Judas, knowing well in advance that Judas was his betrayer, having washed Judas' feet on the very night of his betrayal, having been kissed by his betrayer again and again and again, giving a signal to the Roman soldiers, being a major part, a major role in Jesus' arrest, knowing even at that moment how much he would have to suffer on the cross, yet Jesus still called Judas friend. I say that to tell you this. It doesn't matter how many times you've sinned. It doesn't matter how disingenuous you are at this moment in your life. It doesn't matter how far away you've drifted away from God. If you would only come today and get down on your knees and say, Lord, I'm sorry for being a fraud. I'm sorry for being a fake. I'm sorry for not living for you with all of my heart. I'm sorry for betraying you, God, in many, many ways that nobody knows about. I'm sorry at that moment. God would forgive you and let you start all over again. The devil has prompted many people in this room. And I think everybody knows you finally get to a point where you've done so many things wrong. That you get into this place where it's a really, really dark place where you feel like as though you have no hope of any kind. That God could never use you. That God looks at you and you just think that there's no way. There's no way. I have failed, I have failed you too many times, God. And you get in such a, a bad place. that you look for a hole in a rope because you think that's the only way out. And that is the worst decision you can ever make in your life. There is nothing that you could do that would ever cause Jesus not to love you. He simply... 
simply waiting on you. He's waiting on you to come to him. Judas could have walked over that rope covered in remorse. He could have put his head inside that rope and at the last second, he could have said, you know what? I don't want my life to end like this. He takes the rope off. He goes back. He finds Jesus. Even if he's on the cross, he he lays on the ground and he says, Jesus, I'm sorry. Will you give me another chance? Jesus would have done it. He would have done it. He would have done it because, because, stay with me. Stay with me. He didn't just wash Judas' feet. He actually went to the cross for Judas, his betrayer. You've got to get this. The answer to every problem in your life. When you get in that deep, dark place of despair and there is no hope and you think there's no way you can live another day, that's the day you go to Jesus. And He, He'll put His Spirit You'll have the spirit of a living God inside of you. And instead of putting your head in a hole of a rope, put your head in a hole of that baptistry right there. And we'll bury, stay with me, we will bury the old you in that hole over there. And we'll bury the old woman, the old man, the old creature, the old you. And as you come up out of that water it's the new you there if Judas had only gone to Jesus even after the betrayal after the 30 pieces of silver after everything that had happened who knows there might be a book in the Bible called Judas this story of a betrayal who becomes the greatest warrior for the kingdom of God just like there's a story in there about Jonah who turned his life around. Just like there's a story in there of Peter, who cursed and denied the Lord, yet God used him on the day of Pentecost. Just like there's a story in the Bible about a man named Saul of Tarsus, who persecuted the church and put Christians in jail and killed them, yet God turned his life around, and now he became the greatest missionary of all time. There could have been a story like Judas. But Judas made the wrong decision. And so I say to you today, come to Jesus. Don't just kiss. See that door over there by the baptistry? Don't go over there and kiss that door. You walk through that door. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. 4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. 
calling all men. Join us at Shepherd Church for the last men's breakfast of the year. On August 12th, join us to break bread with your fellow brothers in Christ. Don't miss out on this fun and powerful morning filled with worship, fellowship, and teaching. You just bring your Bible into Buddy and we'll bring the breakfast burritos. That's right. We're going to be serving free breakfast burritos provided by Big Arts Catering beginning at 7 a.m. to tantalize your taste buds and kickstart your day. But friends, it's not about the food. This isn't your average breakfast, guys. It's an amazing experience filled with vibrant conversations, music, laughter, and real talk with real men. So mark your calendars and join us at the Real Talk Men's Breakfast Saturday, August 12th at Shepherd Church in Porter Ranch. Register today by visiting shepherdchurch.com and clicking on the Real Talk Men's Breakfast button. Again, that's shepherdchurch.com. And don't forget to click on the Real Talk Men's Breakfast. We'll see you soon. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. 